Bangers and mash, papri bangers and mash. Skits and chat, papri bangers and mash. Bangers and mash, papri bangers and mash. Welcome to bangers and mash. The chat is a mash and the sketches are the bangers. If the sketches are the coats, then the chat is the hangers. If the chat is our pants, then the sketches are our wangers. Welcome to bangers and mash. Hello, dear listener. Uh, my name's Tom. I'm Ben. I'm Matthew. Together we are Pappies. And this is Pappies, Bangers and Mashup. The Bangers and Mashup. OK, so let's just talk you through what you're about to hear. Um, basically, if you imagine that a bowl is full of mashed potato, and that mashed potato is a conversation we had this morning, and then bangers are little sausages of sketches that we've made in the afternoon popped right, that's, into that's, the That's kind potato. of quite a confusing analogy. If I just explain, we started the day by having a conversation between the three of us, just chatting away about anything that popped into our heads. We recorded it. We recorded it, and then after the conversation, we wrote and recorded some sketches that we're going to drop into the conversation as we play it back to you. Does that make Bang, sense? Bangers and mash. I think so. The conversation's the mash, the sketches are the bangers, and then you pop it together, bangers and mash. And the gravy, dear listeners, is going to be your enjoyment listening to the combination of the two. Pour it over. <laughs> Could you do a slightly more smug introduction, if that's possible? <laughs> it does sound slightly smug. Oh, right, okay. uh, anyway, uh, the conversation kicked off with this bombshell from Matthew. I got dumped by email. Re- by email? By email. 18-month-long relationship, I was dumped by email. How old were you? I, uh, how old were we both? Yeah. S- same age. Uh, I think I was 19. Wow. Just seems... I, I think it's because it was right at the start of the email revolution. <laughs> we're all excited about the technology. We're all excited <laughs> This will cushion the blow. Matthew likes... He loves a computer. <laughs> That's it. So it'll be, a real, it'll be a real bittersweet experience. He loves receiving an email. Did loves you live seeing... abroad? No, she lived in Cambridge, and I lived in Canterbury. So really, that's, what is that, a £12 train journey with a young person's rail card? You were at uni? Yeah. yeah but it keeps it, keeps it sweet, doesn't it? It keeps it, it's like, like ripping off like yeah. a bandage. You don't do the whole long hug on a train station platform. I don't, that's my favourite bit. I mean, I still have to go and do that, because then I immediately got on a train. Uh, I had to pay for that, you know. She's a, she's oh, a financially sound, very, yeah, very canny shrewd. lady. She is. She's a shrewd investor. If I'm a investment, well, she actually, saw she saw me as in, yeah. She saw me as the, the next step on the ladder. She invested in the future. Uh, um, subject line: Sorry, that was what it was. Well, that's a good clue. Really? Yeah. Subject line: Sorry, and then boom, straight into it. That is a good clue. It's a it great clue. The blood. It cushions the fist. <laughs> Cushions no, the gloves fist. the fist. Gloves the fist, cushions the blow. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to cushion your fists. <laughs> <laughs> it all depends. Cushion the blow. What was that? Where was that first? Where did, where did that derive from? The phrase cushion. Is it a piece cushion of cushion? Cushion the blow. Is that, was that it's not name? cushioning. Yeah, it's it's Peter, prison. Peter cushioning the blow. <laughs> <laughs> Missing your wife. Put you in with cushioning the blow for a while. <laughs> is that gross? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I don't know what it means. Cushion the blow. It, I, there must have been, there must be like a factory or something where a machine administers blows and they put a cushion on really? it. Really? This is where you think that came from? I bet there's a literal, I bet there's a literal, all phrases have literal origins. Yeah, fact. but I don't think it's going to come right. from a factory. Well, a what factory th- that manufactures blows. <laughs> What a would that bird even in the be? hand is literally worth two in the bush. Where did that come from? That must have had a literal meaning. Well, there was this factory full of birds, right? <laughs> factory that made birds and bushes. One bird. It was. It used to be the currency. <laughs> what do you mean? But these things all have literal meaning, so there must have been a... Think, let's think it through. 
There's a blow. Someone's administering no, but, a blow. No, but if it comes from, like, a fact, you can't, like, think through... It's not lateral thinking, it's fact. I tell you what, you can't you're figure thinking... out a fact. No, it's not lateral thinking, it's literal thinking. Wait, what was, what was exactly. the literal blow? Yeah, the question still stands, dude. What was the blow? Yeah, but you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't think about something logically well, like, and I, kind no, of I, trace it's, it's something from, back to its It's origins. from boxing, yeah, isn't can. it? It's from boxing. Boxing gloves cushion the blow. Isn't that right? See? They're little... Ki- thought it through. They're cushioned gloves that cushion the blow. I bet it's not from that. You've got a very contrary mood today. You really are. <laughs> You're going to get an email in a second. <laughs> Subject, sorry. Um, Subject, so, I'm not sorry. <laughs> the bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. But it comes from boxing. <laughs> of course. In the blue corner, it's Buddy Punchbowl Reed. And in the red corner, it's Mickey the Kid Rascal. Okay, Mickey, it's your debut bout, and I'm not going to lie to you. Your opponent is one hell of a boxer. But I know in my heart that if you set your mind to it, you'll be capable of some gorgeous boxing. Thanks, coach. Absolutely gorgeous. You'll be the Claudia Schiffer of boxing. Who? Never mind. Now, listen. It's going to take more than just gorgeous boxing to KO this son of a bitch. So, remember what I said. Don't cushion your blows. And Mickey... What is it, coach? Keep the consistent voice. <laughs> That's my key piece of advice. If you start deep, stay deep. Oh, sorry. That's what, okay. What is it, coach? Take my advice. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. What? A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. I don't understand what that means. It means exactly what it says. You know when you got a hand and there's a bird in it and then there's a bush and if you see there's another two and then there's a couple of bees. You know, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Round one. Get out there, Mickey. Oh, 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 God. Oh, oh, just hit myself in the face. You know, Mickey, you don't need to mime punching yourself in the face. Thought it would help with the sound effects. Wouldn't help at all. Oh, just hurt my cheek. Mickey, what happened? I was distracted. I kept thinking about birds and hands. All right, that was my bad. That was bad advice. Try this. A stitch in time saves nine. What? Uh, let's sleep in dog's lie. And don't put all your eggs in one basket. Huh? Now get out there and show that guy that a penny saved is a penny earned. Round two. Look before you leap, kid. Don't judge a book by its cover. Ask the buck. Every cloud has a silver lining. Water under the bridge. Third time's a charm. Never look a gift horse in the mouth. Oh, my face. No. Mickey, he's making mincemeat out of you. What are you doing out there? Your birds aren't in your hands. Your pennies ain't saved. Your dogs are wide awake. Your eggs are fully basketed. It's a mess. Listen, coach, I got an idea. I'm going to go out there and, you know, punch the hell out of the guy. Punch the hell out of him? Yeah, punch the hell out of him. I don't know, Mickey. It's a bit of a cliché. How ironic, folks, that a sketch about boxing should have such a weak punchline. If you've got a bird in your hand, financially, is that like a financial thing? Um, no, it means that things that you have are worth more than things that are in bushes. <laughs> Not true in the case of the Jules Rimet trophy. That was found in a bush, wasn't it? 
Yeah, but people want, didn't want it in the bush. They wanted it in their hand. But when it was in the bush, it was still worth more than what I had in my hand at the time, which was a sparkle in my father's eye. Does that work? No. <laughs> um, when you were they, holding your dad's... When did, the, uh, <laughs> when did the World Cup trophy go missing? When, was the, when did this happen? I when thought it was found in a skip. No, no, it was found in a bush by Pickles the dog. Good old Pickles. Pickles the dog. was. Imagine his surprise when he was off in his bush... Looking Joe, for two birds. Joe Pickles, <laughs> Pickles the dog actually uh, had a brief relationship with Paul the octopus. As two uh, football-related uh, animals. Thanks for yes-handing me on that. Just, <laughs> just both of you looked at the ground. This is the closest I've ever got to having a conversation about sport, and you shut me right down. I was going to say Pickles the dog invented the pickled onion. I'm <laughs> glad you piped up, to be honest. <laughs> Took a lot of heat off of you. <laughs> you made it off. Well, the octopus hasn't got anything to do with onions. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> he's not going to that game. No, he's passed on. <laughs> what what game is that? Well, getting into pickled onions, Barry Norman. Oh, no Barry. one would have questioned... No, if it, like, ten years ago, if you'd have said Barry Norman's synonymous with pickled onions, but now oh, he's made right, the leap, okay, hasn't he? Okay, Paul okay, the octopus. Yeah. Well, Paul the octopus... You never know who's going to go down the pickled onion route. Paul Newman, he did it. Paul, Paul the octopus is dead, you know that. So he could Whoa. quite easily be pickled octopus. It could be formaldehyde. He's dead. He died, uh, yeah, a couple of months ago. He died as he lived, <laughs> predicting the results <laughs> of his own Something death. Else. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to live or die? I die! <laughs> then he leapt out the tank. <laughs> Can octopuses breathe out of water? No. That's a relief. You <laughs> 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 want to wake up with an octopus on your kitchen floor. <laughs> Scare the bejesus out of you, wouldn't they? Like a super spider. <laughs> What's a super spider? An octopus. <laughs> Did anyone see the super moon, by the way? The Oh, was that where the moon was like... 14% larger. Yeah, I did. Oh. Didn't know that was a, the thing, though. Yeah, that was a super moon. Because <gasps> it was, it was like bulbous. It was, yeah, you could really see all the... Um, well, how, how's that a thing? All what? the craters. Like it's it just was... closer. It, it's, it's several oh, right. thousands of miles closer to the Earth, which made it appear... 14% bigger. It didn't get bigger. It didn't get 14%. Right. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm no kind of scientist, but that was a bad explanation. <laughs> the, moon didn't sun- yeah, the moon didn't suddenly go... <laughs> and swell up. If we stick some underworld under that, you would sound just like Brian Cox there. I'm not a scientist, it's just that I... Uh... I, just, I just love the world. It's so exciting. He's a professor, though, isn't he? He is, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's not some qualified... All right. I was thinking this Brian Cox... He's just caught. My yeah, goodness. But, but also that's Coxie's stick. He's, I'm just a guy. I'm just oh, a guy. I'm into physics. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just, but I'm just like you. I'm just a guy. keyboards in D-Ream. I mean, I'm we all like, did. You know. We were all there for the 1996 conference. Things can only get better. How wrong he was. I know. They're going to... Oh, no, I was talking about the sun exploding. Oh, yeah, that's true as well. They don't, they don't mention that in the bloody D-Ream song, do they? Coxie kept that quiet. And he must have known that was what was going on. Like, things could only get better, and he was thinking, and not when until... that fucking red dwarf goes. When that red dwarf goes, we're all in for it. That's the, that's the thing. He can't play Things Can Only Get Better during his Wonders of the Universe show, because it's pretty much about how the uh... how wonderful it is that the universe is about to end. Yeah, but it's not, not for, like, ages. Oh, that's a relief. Yeah, you might be around for it. Oh, so let's just trash the planet. Yeah? Oh, so get in the SUV, motherfucker, and light a cigar. How, uh... <laughs> cigar. Uh, how long's it going to be before the world ends, Clark? Um, I reckon we've got a good 2,000 years. It's probably more than that, isn't it? 
I'm going to go for seven. Seven years? Surprise ending. <laughs> Surprise! Are you at all worried about the uh, How's it Mayan end? calendar? Uh, the 2012? I'm not worried about Mayan calendar. Mayan calendar's lovely. Claudia Schiffer. <laughs> <laughs> the Mayan calendar. My, Mayan, my own? My own calendar. Well, it works the other way. If and you go, like, that calendar's Mayan. No, it's not. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not sure it works that way. What I like as well is your your most recent reference for a pretty girl would be Claudia Schiffer. Yeah, why is that? Why is that? Why do I go to like childhood things? Like, Jet. Nearly said Sam Fox. <laughs> What's that about? Sam Fox. Uh, Claudia because that's, Schiffer. That, that comes from a time when you actually would have a calendar like Erica that. Erica Leniak. Oh, now we're talking. See? <laughs> These are the names to conjure with. These are the teen, teenage names to He's conjure with. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Haven't had a good conjure in ages. <laughs> oh, tried to go for as long as we could there I on that silence. I really couldn't. I was hoping to get at least thirty seconds of dead air there. Oh, that's too funny. It's a shame. That calendar's Mayan. There's a joke there where someone go. Mayan. Um, so Someone's interfered with my calendar. It ends in 2012. And you'd go, oh, that's not your calendar. That's mine. That's mine. It's mine. It works for, for, for Brummie. Or my one, my un, my un. My own. My own calendar. That's mine. My own calendar. That's mine. It's mine. Yeah. It's mine. Yeah, I guess so. That's not your calendar. That's mine. Yeah. If you're Brummie, it works. Do it, do it in a proper thick Brummie. That's I... not your calendar. It's mine. Yeah, that's good. Give me my own calendar book. Yeah, I don't know. It's mine. Give me, you wouldn't say give me mine calendar back. Mine calendar. Give me mine calendar. <laughs> My favourite novel. That's different. It's not, it's not a novel as well. You really that's, that's a different code. I don't know if you've read Mine Camp, it's not a novel. Um, oh, isn't it? No. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Got to rewrite that essay. <laughs> mine. This mine camp. Does that work? Where has how's the word? World's going to end, Tom. A Brummie, Brummie Nazis. Brummie Hitler. Brummie Hitler. Heil Hitler. Mein Führer. Are you well? Ah, Goebbels, me old mucker. I'm busting. How am you? I'm well, Mein Führer. Uh, what is it you want? Well, I've called you here today to tell you about me new plans. Ah, good. The Reich has been waiting for the orders. What will you have us do? I want to invade Warsaw. Pardon, mein Führer? Uh, surely you mean Warsaw? No, not Warsaw. 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 Bloody hate Warsaw. Right. Is that a problem? Well, Adolf, it's just that... Well, Warsaw is a small, unimportant town in the West Midlands of Britain. Right. Warsaw, on the other hand, is the capital of our neighbouring country, Poland. Carry on. Invading Warsaw would fit right in with the plan of conquering mainland Europe, the plan that I was talking about. Does it have a Greggs? What? Warsaw. Does it have a Greggs? No, it does not have a Greggs, mein Führer. Nevertheless, you need to focus on the bigger picture. You don't mean Wolverhampton? I mean the world, mein Führer. Does that include Wolverhampton? Well, it would include Wolverhampton and Warsaw and even Dudley. And then you could have all the Greggs you desire. All the Greggs I desire? Yeah. Ah, all right then. Let's go for this Warsaw place. Good plan, mein Führer. I will order the invasion of Poland immediately. Very good. Oh, I bloody hate Warsaw as much as I love a Greggs. Brummy Hitler. There's a character to conjure with. <laughs> By conjure, what do you mean? 
Because <laughs> before we started talking, I had a very different idea of what conjuring meant. Yeah. So the Molin calendar yeah. ends in 2012. The idea is that I think it's a, it's a misinterpretation of the Mayan calendar that people have, who've misinterpreted it think the world will end around December 2012. Why is that a misinterpretation? We know that's a misinterpretation. Uh, apparently. I was reading about it on Wikipedia and it says that uh, people who... It, it didn't explain what the misinterpretation was, or at least I didn't read that bit. See what I like on Wikipedia? The pronunciation. Do you ever... When, yeah, they, when yeah. they've got a little button you can click. Um, it taught you. It talks to you. It tells you how to pronounce it, words. Yeah, yeah, because I was, I was looking at uh, Coupe de Grace the other day. Coup de Gras. Yeah, but it's not Coup de Gras is what I found out through that button. What? It's not Coupe de Grace, though, is it? Yeah. Is it? It's French. But they wouldn't say Coupe de Grace, would they? Coup de Gras? I, I swear I, lo- I looked it up and, and pressed on the... Because I always thought it was Gras, but it's it, they said it was Grace. Coupe de... It'd be Coup de... Coup, it's Coup Grace. de Gras. Glass. Oh, Gras. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not Coupe. Is it? It's Coup? It can't be Coupe. You never say coop. Are you even, sure it's not just English. a? Are you sure it's not just a computer program that reads? So it just will read. No, 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 no. It was a French accent doing it. Like it was like well, because know. it because it doesn't end. It doesn't end with an S. So it's not silent. It, it's 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 grace. It's it's um. Coup de grace. Well, how do you say? No, what grace? What's like it mean? Glace. What, what do you use that phrase for? Coup de grace is the. Uh, it's the. It's like a merciful blow, isn't it? Like the last a cushioned thing. blow, if you would. A cushioned blow, if you will. So, like, if you've if you've knocked an opponent down, say in a duel, and he's injured and dying slowly, the coup de gras would be the 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 kind of the death blow. Right. That's almost a like a like put him out of his misery. Where we? Why were you looking that up? Was it on um, MMA I'd... commentary? No. They don't kill people in mixed martial arts. You know that, don't you? They don't fight to the death. Sure. This is pretty extreme. <laughs> it's all on you. I tell you uh, what I was looking that at. That is in a film. On, um, on Wikipedia, the pronunciation of the, um, the author of the Moomins. Oh, yeah. Tuva Janssen. Oh, it was so much. I, I kept pressing that button over and over again. Tuva Janssen. Tuva Janssen. Tuva Janssen. I always thought it was Tuv Janssen. T-O-V-E. Tuva Janssen. Tuva Janssen. Died with a coup de grace. Tuva Janssen's career in mixed martial arts was short-lived when he died by a coup de grace. And let me tell you what a coup de theatre that was. <laughs> oh, well, c'est la vie. <laughs> Tuva Janssen is a woman. And that is the only thing I've got. That's the only problem I have with that. <laughs> Everything else in that was absolutely perfect. I enjoyed it tremendously. But the only problem is the gender. Tuva Janssen performed a real tete-a-tete when she became a male MMA artist. Oh, well, c'est la vie. Joie de vivre. Tete-a-tete. Joie de vivre, audience. Joie de vivre, commentator. You can't say joie de vivre as goodbye. You know that, don't you? Well. Joie de vivre, everybody. Joie de vivre. Sounds good. It does sound good. It sounds like a great send-off. Joie de vivre. That essay was a real... Uh, coup de grace. Coup de grace. Coup de théâtre, like. Yeah. Coup de théâtre. If... I think uh, my aim... I should just say that Ben was yawning. <laughs> I just yawned. Right. I never tell you, it was a real... Uh, well, it was a, it was a stretch. <laughs> 
My aim... No, don't hang on this. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I would love Carry to on. know what your aim is. Don't, don't think this through. No. Just say it, please. Every entrance or exit of a room should be a coup de theatre. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not really. No. Talk, <laughs> us, talk us through it. Explain Instead it Instead of us. just popping out, you kind of make a... You think, how am I going to pop out? I want someone to notice this. If I pop out, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> Stop conjuring. <laughs> so what are you saying? Like, every time Ta-da! you a room, you should cartwheel or you should, you know... You doesn't always a, have to be. Use a mini tramp or... Well, a, a mini, mini what? Tramp. <laughs> the shortest of all the tramps. A mini tramp is what I would be if I lost my job. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like, every time you enter... I'm just saying, like, put a bit of effort into the everyday... Right. Isn't it? So, like, isn't it? <laughs> every door is like a <laughs> an entrance onto a stage. Well, no, onto a stage. Is it onto another? Every door uh, onto another is room. Like a piece onto of another room. Or glass. Every door is an entrance or an exit. Literally, and we're talking literally now. <laughs> you you traced it back to its origins you here. Take the theatrical theory and just r- removed all <laughs> the know. metaphor. I don't know. I think there's. I don't know what it is, but I think there's something in it. Something, <laughs> something in every time you go through a door, you're either exiting or entering, or sometimes both. Um, I've got a question. Yes, I bought a pumice stone yesterday. I used oh. a pumice stone this morning. Did you? Yes. Right, brilliant. Okay. Can you pumice your way down a shoe size? <laughs> That's what I was what? thinking. Only, can you, only if... can you pumice away? Well, I, a I, shoe size? I at the moment have a, a problem with one of my feet. It's a bit of dry skin. Right. But I'm, I'm worried now that you say that. I can't afford to lose any more height. That's it. I don't want to measure well, myself and be suddenly I'm five foot four instead of five foot five. Can you pumice? I, an inch. Yeah. An could, inch off your... I really you, worked that pumice. When was the last really time you worked yeah, it? The, the pretty intense shit, the pumice stone. <laughs> I was thinking... Do you remember that one time where you um, you, you had that bad skin on your arm yeah, and your sister to said to you should exfoliate... You should exfoliate, you did it with the pumice stone. <laughs> right. Just grazed yourself. Yeah, you've got to be very careful. But I was thinking... If you can do that, if you take a, like a bit off your height or a bit off your shoe size, right. like imagine if you had a um, say, like thinking this is as a weight loss program because it's not partly. Well, this is this is what I was thinking, or <laughs> or as a very <laughs> elaborate <laughs> practical joke, like say you have got a housemate who winds you up, or, or like you you want to get at them, you like pumice away at them at night. No, they would wake they, up. I swear to God, until they have, like, but until they like, them. It's like the way I was thinking until of it. You, was, until they're just a smooth ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was when I was using it in the bath, I was imagining it'd that's be like a marble. That's my flatmate. <laughs> like I was imagining like you could like look at a pumice stone as like a human eraser. You know, like imagine that like it's a rubber for humans. Yeah, but it can't erase. <laughs> it can't erase an entire human being. But it could, couldn't it, if you pumice away? This is the story of Tom and his best friend Jim, who looks just like a marble because of what Tom did to him. One day, Tom entered a marbles competition. Little did the other contestants know that Tom's special marble was also his best friend and flatmate, Jim. Now listen closely, Jim, Tom said to the little marble-like friend. I want to win all the marbles and you are the perfect weapon. Will you help me, my little spherical friend? Jim had no way of saying yes, because he's just a small, hard ball, similar to a marble. Oh, Jim. Tom laughed. Sometimes talking to you is like talking to a brick wall or a marble. 
Well, it looks like this is going to be our most challenging adventure yet. As Tom laughed and laughed, a single tiny tear trickled down Jim's marble-like body. And join us next week when Tom will be swapping his best friend Jim for some panini stickers. On Sunday I was in Soho and there's a place in Soho where they do that foot fish Ah, they've gone by me as well, yeah. off the tube. And I was oh. seriously I was seriously thinking, I wonder what it's like when you put your, your feet in a tank full of fish and the fish just eat eat away at all the sort of dead skin and well, all the, the one extra. in Soho it's not necessarily your feet is it no, you put whatever you like in there <laughs> <laughs> my fish my, I put my pumice in there <laughs> um, but yeah what's what's the what's the, uh, what's the appeal what's it supposed to be like because I know well, they, they use like they're, mag- supposed, they're supposed to nibble away at- they use like maggots on wounds don't they still do it sometimes where they'll put yeah, like they'll cleaned, clean it. cleaned maggots and they'll and, put um, it on a wound these poor fish let's just go through their life story okay? no but they no, love that no they love that. no no that's no, what they no, do no. that's Hang what they on. do in the wild hang on in the wild yeah they, they're born into the sea they've got this great big sea right they've got uh-huh. the biggest back garden you can have yeah effectively born into the sea right not only are you brought inland, that's a bit of a ball, isn't it? Mm. Brought inland. But to Soho, they're all right by the Curzon Soho. You're in Soho. You do very good Q&As. You're in Soho, and then not only are you living in a <laughs> tank, what do you have to eat all day? You have to gobble on the feet of Londoners. That is single-handedly the worst job you could ever hope to have as a I fish. don't know, that's it's kind of a... It's kind of a fancy of mine. <laughs> you would gobble the feet of Londoners all day. That's what you're going to do, fish. And, like, you think about the worst jobs in the world. Imagine being in the sea and being at your career. Imagine a careers office for fish <laughs> and then going, so, let's have a look. Your grades aren't good. You're going to go and work in... You're going to gobble at the feet of Londoners 24-7. You could be eaten, though. I take it. I take it. Well, you'd sooner be eaten by a human than eat a human. But Someone said, fish. "You're going to Harry Ramsden's." I'd be like, "Sign me up." If there was a choice, you were going to sign up here for They're Harry Ramsden's <laughs> or gob job inside. I'm off to Harry Ramsden's. <laughs> Firstly, it's not a gob job. They for a fish, is, eat isn't it? No, that's of... what they do in the wild. They eat it. What they do in the wild? Yeah, they they're, they're coral fish. They'll they. That's exactly what they do. Sharks come exactly in. Exactly what they do. And they'll eat parasites off the shark. No, in the wild, Londoners will come into the they're sea. They're rough skin. They will stick their f- feet infections in their face and they will gobble them off. That's exactly how it works in the wild. The Londoners arrive. They bosh their grimy, grubby London feet into the <laughs> ocean, and the fish go yum yum yum. This is the most natural thing that we do in the wild. World, is gobble the infected feet of London. If Londoners. they didn't want to eat it, they wouldn't. They have to, they haven't been fed. They're starved until the feet <laughs> come in. How else do you get how else do you get a fish to gobble at someone's feet? A Londoner's foot. The worst foot. Because what they like. They like the they, don't, they haven't been fed. They have to they have like to gobble. Dead skin, that's what they do. They, it's gross. It's poor paras- fish. parasites and dead skin. Poor fish. Poor fish. Oh, I don't know, I've tried it and it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, check this place out, it's incredible. I don't know, this fish thing's a bit weird. Come on, it's fine. Well, I'm just going to pop to the toilet. You can book us in if you're insisting. Good evening, sir, and welcome to the fish spa. Hello, uh, tea, please. And what kind of treatment are you here for? The one where the fish nibble on your feet. Ah, yes, the aqua Sheco. It's lovely and relaxing. It's a perfect treatment for dry skin. Will that be all? Well... What other treatments are there? Well, there's the aquafacial. That sounds nice. Oh, it is. We get a tub of water full of fish and shove your face in it. Uh, 
Lovely. Then there's the aqua massage. You put a big fish on your back. There's the aqua therapy. You tell all your troubles to a fish. There's also the aqua dental. What's that? It's when something happens by mistake. I see. So, which treatment do you want? Well, I'm I'm waiting for my friend to get back from the. Tom, you all right? I just had to wipe my ass with a stickleback. Right, we're leaving. You can get several different types of mash. Yeah, no, we were talking about it the other day. My friend said that a fish died, like they were waiting the cut, they went in, and, the, and they had like, like, because imagine everyone who goes in there has got bad feet. They don't change the water every time, do they? So like, it, it's a bit like Ooh. a communal foot spa, but just because there's fish you in know, it. Now I'm out because of putting the, my, like I was thinking it would be good, but now you say like not change the water, yeah. which I guess is true. I'm more worried about putting my feet in some infected tank full of uh, yeah. Veruca salt. And the fish who's just gobbled a Veruca from the last person is going to be gobbling yours. Oy. Think about it, it's like... Um, you wouldn't kiss that fish, well, would you? No, not unless... The infection's, Clark. The infection's <laughs> going to be right there. Could you pop a fish in your mouth and it will clean your teeth for you? Because I find cleaning oh. my teeth... I find cleaning my teeth about the most annoying thing to do. A really... A it's really crap, eater. isn't it? Chance of I find it better now I've got an electric toothbrush. Brush. Electric toothbrush, yeah. No, What's an electric toothbrush, Ben? Um. <laughs> Listen, his teeth are so clean he can't pronounce words. <laughs> oh, that's my, I clean my team with a pumice say, stone. Can we just say very quickly that is my favourite thing to do because it's my least favourite thing in the world is when someone mispronounces a word, they know they've mispronounced it, you know pick they've mispronounced it. it, give it a couple of seconds and then pick them up on it. Uh, sorry, mate, what, what was that? Hang on, because I've heard of a toothbrush. <laughs> Hang on, let's just backtrack. But broth. What's this broth that you're talking about? Toothbroth, is it? What, a broth made of teeth? <laughs> I don't think I want to taste any of that. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. We need to brush my teeth after drinking some of that. Well, and, and like, but then what do you do? Like, when you make a mistake, do you go like, right, you have like a split second to decide, either I correct it, Say or that I've I done it, or I wait and it. hope that everyone's all right with this. Like everyone knows that I've done it, but they just move on. But then, and then, like you think you've got away with it, and that's when, like Ben's really, good. we're really good at doing it to each other. Where it's like, I'm like, right, well, I'll let it go now, and then Ben will go, uh, what was that you said? And you're like, oh, well, I knew I said it. I just wasn't going to correct everyone it. Everyone knew you said it, yeah. And it's kind of, it's, it's like um, picking a scab when I, like, when I do it to other people. I feel like. You pick I, other people's scabs. Yeah, I, 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 some, he's just so eating nibbles. That's my new job. I wear a scuba tank. <laughs> a scuba tank. Yeah, I wear a scuba tank. Is that is that not a thing? Well, you wear a, you wear a scuba suit. You've got scuba the oxygen, suit, tank, the oxygen on the tank on the bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the back, even not the bank. See, I think that was like a classic example. <laughs> you a scuba tank, right? Oh, a scuba tank. Why would you wear a scuba tank? It's the tank where you do scuba in. Yeah, we were all on board with what a scuba tank was. What are we talking about again? Hello, man. I'm your careers advisor. My name is Sebastian. Sebastian de Crab. Under the sea. Um, hello, I'm John. I'm a pike. Let the careers advice begin. Now, tell me, John, can you play the steel drums? Um, I don't think so. Let me rephrase the question. If you were presented with a set of clams, could you play them like them steel drums? No. Then in that case, you can't be in my band. I don't want to be in your band. That's actually, I'm more into graphic design. I bought my portfolio. Your portfolio? Can you play it like a steel drum? No. You listen to me, asshole. You want careers advice? Here's my careers advice. There'll be two types of jobs under this sea. You're either a fish that plays in Sebastian's band, or you're just a fish. Now get the hell out. Oh, he left his portfolio. And we're gonna play it like it's a steel drum. 
OK, well, that was the first bangers and mashup. Hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. I had a great time doing it. Yeah, I was, no, I was talking to the people listening. Oh, I know, but I was, suggesting, I was suggesting that they could enjoy it as much as I had done. <laughs> OK, well, please let us know if you enjoyed it and listen to more. Does that sound needy? Why do they need to let us know? Just a bit of feedback's nice, isn't it? Always good yeah. to have feedback as long as it's positive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you um, didn't enjoy it, just keep your mouth shut. And we will see you again for another hot bowl of mashed up potato and sketches that are sausages placed inside. That was the original title that Tom wanted to call it. <laughs> hot bowl of mashed up potato with sketches that are sausages placed inside. But we thought it was easier to go with Pappy's Bangers and Mash. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Pappy's Bangers and Mash was improvised, written and performed by Ben Clark, Matthew Crosby and Thomas Parry. It was produced by Colin Anderson.